Gary Christmas called us. He was out in Mississippi wailing. He, you could say he's the pioneer of, well, endangered animals. And it's not that he likes hunting animals to extinction. It's more of the thrill of, he gets of, like, like punishing nature. It's it's like, he, he the way he words it every time me and him have, like, a little sit-down is, like, I'm challenging Mother Earth to stop. There's plenty of, like, side characters coming in and out, but, like, Madame Orthodont, I mean, that is, like, the crew. You yeah. know, that's the gang. Sure. And I'd like to say that my favorite attribute of Madame Orthodontist is no matter what she's on screen, what she's wearing or whatever, you can always hear, you don't know why or Wet. where, but what's Something flapping, what's gummy. sliding, what's glistening. So Madame Orthodontist's character arc is a lot of um, sultry. Uh, saggy you know fleshy so a lot of her character is just kind of like uh risen on the cock yeah and a great point kyler madame orthodontist is obsessed with cock she's cock crazy she's cock crazy (laughs) she spends most of the show hunting after cock seeing where he is every episode ends with her straight jacket every episode ends with her in a straight jacket after getting her hands on a little too much cock hey kylie can you hit us with one of your famous madam orthodontist impressions I love to do cookies, this place is fingering and it's feeling like my tummy, my big long hairs, my long curly toes, my steady strong cook can't open many jars. So that's a really good Madame Orthodontist impression. Madame Orthodontist also has a cock loving pussy, Tiffany. Captain's Log Monday. I wonder if Sea Teeth will whistle me to sleep again. It was so nice when he came by my cabin last eve to check in on me. He whistled me a tune that was so loud that it actually kept some of my crew up. But to me, it was music to my ears. I had the best night's sleep since I was a little boy. Captain's Log, Wednesday. I approached Sea Teeth with our last lemon. He popped it in his mouth and swallowed it whole. It made me think dirty thoughts that I shan't think about my dearest friend. I hope some of these thoughts may come to fruition. I guess time will tell. Captain's Log, Friday. There's something about Sea Teeth, a certain warmth, a certain comfort that Sea Teeth brings since he's joined our crew and our ship. Like a whimsy, I would say, that I just haven't found in a long time. He awakens a nostalgic feeling in me of when I was a young boy at the ports that brings a, a sort of happiness to my heart that has, you know, been replaced by by nothing for years. I felt so hollow. When I see Sea Teeth there lying in, in the cargo bay, because he's oh so large, I, f- I feel inspired. I want to make art. I want to make music. I feel attached to Sea Teeth. I think Sea Teeth loves me, and I think I love Sea Teeth. Tonight I plan on initiating coitus with Sea Teeth. I think we're both ready for it. And I do believe there's a perfect level of understanding between us. It's I, I hate to put it so brashly here, but I am going to plunder his booty. Arr. I can speak for myself here, but I did a lot of things I wasn't proud of to beach field chairs, but I also will say... We came to an understanding in the end. He saw things pride. our way. Yeah. What's Pride? Which you can always be proud of what you do on Pride. Exactly. 
we came to an understanding in the end. We demanded him to tell us what in the Sam heck was going on, and, you know, he obliged, so... Yeah. after we, well, shall we kind of just quickly kind of go over... We put him in the coffin for a couple of hours, then we put it, we swapped over, which is also acts as our sleep deprivation tank. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's in this coffin uh, sleep deprivation tank, uh, as we're also doing like a sensory overload, so this guy's getting tired. We're kind of draining his energies a bit. Um, we're feeding him nothing but like, like, like fast food drinks, beverages, the Grimace shake. Um, all he does is bellhop kick. We're, we're rattling him. He's starting to seize up a little bit. Like, he starts seizuring. Like, he's, like, spasming and foam. is kind of spitting out his mouth. So, we know we're taking a little too far, but I don't We've think... got to know. we got to know. We We've don't... got to know what's happening because we were so perplexed. If you saw a look at this mound of flesh that rolled up to our doorstep, you would understand You'd be the kind of things that we were going through You'd at that curious. time. Yeah. I've discovered upon grabbing this was a man's hand reaching around my right breast and my lower left hip. Uh, that leathery me. spot on you. Mm-hmm. He grabbed that leathery spot like a like a lady's handbag. And, and, I felt, and he pulled. Like a holster. Mm-hmm. And I felt really ticked off because that's exactly how I touch you. And mm-hmm. he was kind of taking my move. So yeah. I, I thought it was I punched, you. Well, I punched this guy in the teeth. You punched him in his, his farting teeth yeah. because like, he, like, you worked really hard to rub out the moisture in that section of his body to make it so leathery and mm-hmm. give Ollie that mm-hmm. substantially painful, like every time Ollie moves, like, ah, it's tearing me apart. Gumimon reared its ugly head in the 1930s when German scientist Morton von Kropp was experimenting. And the important thing about Morton is he is a reformed alchemist. Kind and he of kisses like... boys. Yeah, Morton von Kropp made a lot of excellent, sweet, powerful potions in his laboratory late one night. He would uh, toss a little bit of this, a little bit of that in there, and people were like, hey, what you cooking good looking? He says, love potion number 69, brother. But he said in German. Und love potion und 69. I'm not done. He had a, he had at least two more iconic potions. He had the wish you weren't green potion. Mm. They make you not green, but if you drink it twice, it made you green. Kind of double negative there. He had the failed no more toes juice. And I mean, I think we can all imagine what happened there. Yeah, alchemy is is Cray- a, a yeah cr- yeah 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 yeah. It's a real crude science. It's real. You ever been in the kitchen, Ollie? Ollie, ever been? Remember that time we were in the kitchen? We started like we pulled out a big like egg beater, and we just got like a big old like mason jar and started filling with like like vinegar and lemons and soap and soap lemons and root beer and, and beetles and, and, and dirt and soot. And I said, close and your eyes. Ash and lye. Yep, and I said, close your eyes. I'm going to get you something delicious. Close your eyes, kiss your lips, put your mouth together, and make a good wish. And then you said, I hope you don't feed me that drink. And I fed him the drink. And he passed out. And what better story comes from just pure curiosity? Mm-hmm. You just get curious, and you yearn to ask questions. I, I mean, mean, it's a little bit confusing that we didn't know about King Paul, because Kyler is a self-proclaimed expert of monarchies. That's true. That's me. He, he says, I'm the crown of crowns. I'm the king of queens. So, can you tell us a little about King yeah, Paul? Yeah, so, I mean, like, King Paul, very niche. He, he's kind of like the, um, well, first of all, he was the first king to have roommates, good buddies, uh, they all had this, all their clothes fit each other, yeah. but you know, like not, nothing sexual, just a little, like a harmless cowboy harem. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like, don't you ever like just refer to your like same sex friends as like your little 
fun harem. Okay, so I, I think I don't know, we have run into a bit of a roadblock here. We're in disagreement about what actually this cowboy harem was. To there was roommates. Call. There is roommates. He There's respected. a little bit more to that. I mean, Kyler, it's like history has already erased it enough. I don't want to hear gay history being erased, especially like this close to Pride Month. And I don't. I don't have any problem with with gay people. I hope he's gay. I mean, he has all these beautiful cowboy roommates. I just don't believe it. I'm I'm ready to like crack this turtle shell open. Well, so, let's dig into it. Let's yeah, dig yeah, into let's, it. Let's, let's read his diary. The crystal ball is a double convex lens, and it will basically, if sun hits it, it'll basically set whatever's in front of it on fire. So, Naturally. what is in front of it but the ropes that are restraining milk, Owen? The crystal ball channels the heat into the ropes, blasts it open, milk is free. He kind of walks out like when Darth Vader in Revenge of the Sith is freed from his... Uh, from his metal casket. His, his metal casket, he goes... Uh, and he starts like lunging his heavy feet forward and he goes, Rah! and he grabs up one of the, the shurikens from the wall and he just tosses it perfectly into Joey Masai's oblivious face. It, it hits his chest in a way that he just kind of falls backwards like someone falling out of a chair. Very cute, very dynamic. Um, and this is interesting because we start to see Joey Masai convulse on the ground mm-hmm. and, he, and then we hear a simultaneous uh, gasp of a release from Joey and the withering boy. <gasps> Daddy! <laughs> and at that time, like, you can just, you can see the spirit of yeah. God release from Joey Masai's body. And from it his comes palms. From his palms. His lit ape-like palms. And then color pours into him. And that's when you know, visually, as someone who studies life magic, yeah. his chakras have been balanced, unleashed, and his energy flow is pure. It's pure for once. That's yeah. what allows him to re into his it, hit, it hit one of his adrenal glands, which are connected to the solar plexus chakra, therefore, his, allowing his him, chakra. therefore allowing him to shoot a positivity beam into his child. And the positivity beam uh, evolved the child, re, uh, regenerated him. Regenerated his tiny, dying No lungs. longer withering. He no gave longer, him a third lung. Yeah, it was no like longer a level eroding. four positivity beam. Anyway. <laughs> Daddy! We saw very clearly the corpse of Milk Owens. Dead body. Mm-hmm. Dead body shot in half. Yeah, it was more like what was left of it, really. Exactly. It was two strips I mean, of bacon in the pan. We could not. We could. He was shot in half. We almost couldn't identify his body. We had to identify him by his vest deference. Mm, not too. Yeah, his his vest deference had always had. It was like um. One of those filled Twizzlers. Those silly strings. Yeah, it looked bright yellow, neon yellow, and it was filled with a, a, a bubble. thick cream. You know, so we so we get there, we were at the morgue, found this... Slurry of flesh and bone. Mm-hmm. This, And we can confirm. Yeah. We can confirm. This is my beloved cousin yeah. laying there. We walked in there and all it goes, oh, it can't be. And I go, it can be. That sludge puddle is... That's your cousin. Give him a hug. In half. In half my my sweet cousin was. In half. And we knew. And we knew that no malignant tumor can do this. There's only one thing in the world that can shoot a man in half. It's the disaster gun. Oliver, do you want to discuss what happened? Yeah, well, you know, I just wanted a pipe and hot cheese pizza. And so I I turned on the... (laughs) I just wanted a pipe and hot cheese pizza. (laughs) 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 Come on, can a guy get a break for a pipe and hot cheese pizza? Get a black hand for it. 